0: It seems that no matter where you look, there's pop culture news flying around everywhere. But how can you keep up so you're ready to roll when a new episode of the Popcast comes out? Wouldn't it be wonderful if there was one place where you could go to get all the news you want? Then boy do I have good news for you, because Flipboard is here to help. Flipboard curates the world's stories so you can be smarter in your work, life, and play. Choose from thousands of topics to personalize Flipboard, and get the latest stories from the best publishers and experts delivered to you 24-7. Used by millions of people every day, Flipboard is how people move themselves and the world forward. Get started now at Flipboard.com. That's Flipboard.com.
1: This is episode 11 of the Popcast. Hello, welcome to the Popcast, the pop culture podcast from Vernacular. We're your hosts, Maureen and Josh Goldman. Each week, we'll dive into the latest in pop culture with our three regular segments.
0: First, the snack bag, where we cover some smaller stories from the past week. Second, the marquee topic, where we dive in-depth into one pop culture story or event. And third, the teasers, where we give our suggestions for pop culture content you might have missed but should definitely check out. All right, everybody, we are back for another week. Maureen, how are you?
1: I'm great. Hey Josh, everybody. How are you?
0: Hey everybody. Thanks for being here.
1: Okay, honey, you just stops trying to steal my joke from last week. But I
0: was so good I just had to I had to bring it back again. Yeah, it
1: was really that good.
0: Maureen, we are back for another week. Can you believe we've done this for eleven straight weeks? Have we done anything this consistently? Been married okay <laughs> yeah that's true we certainly haven't exercised 11 straight weeks
1: oh honey that's so sad for us
0: we certainly haven't uh, eaten healthy i've probably eaten cereal 11 straight Wait, weeks
1: it's so embarrassing that we have not exercised once per week for 11 straight weeks i think that needs to be our new goal
0: okay that could be a goal that's Guys, a good goal
1: not this week because ew but starting next week we're gonna exercise once a week for 11 straight weeks okay that's so when we're so on... pathetic, that is like the <laughs> basics of life.
0: So when we're on episode twenty-two, of we the should Popcast, be we
1: should be fitter than we are now.
0: We should be one day a week fitter than
1: we are now. Hey, that's better than no days a week. We'll we'll give you we'll give you updates as we go.
0: And it'll probably be well, we're sore as can be.
1: I did play football once. No, honey, the point is eleven weeks in a row.
0: Oh yeah, okay um
1: feel free to send us tips on exercise and on starting new habits
0: yeah that would be great anybody has any tips that would be awesome maureen we have a little bit of follow-up from last week last week we did part one of two of our marquee topic last week we talked about new leading men in hollywood yeah
1: and you had a couple that you wanted to add to the list yes i
0: had a couple that i failed to mention one that was pretty egregious since we both know
1: I know. I love this is, guy.
0: And, and we both uh, have seen a good bit of his work. That person is Dev Patel. Love him. Who was in, I think his first big role was probably Slumdog Millionaire. And then, of course, he was in Lion, for which he received an Academy Award nomination. And
1: I loved him on Newsroom.
0: He was on Newsroom. That's right. Um, and actually got to use his natural British accent for that show. So apologies for leaving him off the list. I definitely think he has potential to be a leading man for many, many years to come. The other one that I left off the list was someone that I really wasn't aware of until I was having a conversation with a colleague about about leading men in Hollywood, and that is Henry Golding, who is the star of Crazy Rich Asians. I Guys, just have to pause for a second.
1: Oliver is Oliver is not being well behaved. Tonight. Yes,
0: Oliver is okay. Maureen has been on the Oliver bandwagon to have him in the room while we record. Him. Of course, I love him too. But now he's, he's sitting trying next to, to me, right and he's now, trying, and he's to, he's bite trying to bite her. Trying to bite. Okay, I'm going to remove him.
1: Attention. No, no, no. Let me just try to put him on the bed. Josh, keep talking.
0: Okay, Oliver has been removed from the room. Yeah. Where was I? Okay, Henry Golding. He is the lead male in Crazy Rich Asians. Um, I didn't really know much about him, but uh, it seems like he is going to have uh, quite a career in front of him. So we'll be on the lookout to see if he can also crack this uh, this list of leading men moving forward. Also, speaking of Crazy Rich Asians, uh, last week we talked about how it was pretty groundbreaking that it, it was the first major studio film in a long time or maybe the first time that featured a predominantly Asian cast and it landed at number one on the box office made 25.1 million dollars which is pretty great it exceeded expectations I think the prognosticators said they thought it might make between 18 and 20 million so kind of blew that out of the water pretty awesome
1: prognosticator
0: that's a pretty big word
1: I've never even heard that word You've used never heard in, that like word? real life.
0: Well, there you go. I just used it in real life. Impressive, honey. Thank you. Hanks I did for go being to college. So impressive. <laughs> okay. <laughs> How long are we going to keep that going?
1: Probably forever. Oh, speaking of
0: Tom Hanks, so uh, I, I want to do, like, a deeper dive on... On Tom Hanks as an actor but a colleague recommended a movie to me of his uh called The Money Pit have you have you seen yes, this movie it's amazing you've, what, you've never seen, seen this it?
1: movie oh my gosh yeah it's a really okay funny. so it's on
0: Netflix and last night Maureen went to bed kind Did of early watch I watched the first Wait, half
1: stop I went to bed at like 10 10 30 you guys it was not early
0: that's early for me uh but I I watched the first half of it and it's really it's a young Tom Hanks was re- released in 1986 Maureen, can I make a confession? I didn't really like it that much.
1: Yeah. Well, it's more like slapsticky and like, you know, everything falls apart. Yeah. I mean,
0: I'm going to give the rest of it a shot. I only have like half left. So another 45 minutes. But, you know, the.
1: Can you guys hear that cicada?
0: Oh, my gosh. There's a cicada outside of our room.
1: It is chirping. So we're no longer
0: at the lake like we were last week uh, with the crickets. We'll ignore that. Um, Yeah. But I didn't really love the movie um so far but young tom hanks was pretty fun so i'm going to give it another shot and the person who recommended it to me was very upset that i didn't love it but i think she grew up with it so um last bit of follow up uh from a couple weeks ago is that we had we had done a deep dive on glow the netflix show and at the time it was not even renewed for season 3 despite being an emmy nominee for best comedy series Good news to report for all you Glow fans out there. It has been renewed for season three, so hopefully we'll see that in the next year or so. You excited about that, Maureen?
1: Very excited.
0: Yeah, we like that show. So uh, there's one other thing I wanted to bring up here. Uh, it's not really a follow up or anything, but we have a one and a half year old, and he is obsessed. Obsessed with this song called Baby Shark.
1: Baby Shark do 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 baby shark do do
0: do do I think we probably listened to it 15 to 20.
1: Okay, that's
0: enough. Yeah, it goes on. Mommy shark, isn't Mommy
1: shark, yeah. And then Daddy Shark and then Grandma Shark. And I've just started putting random words in. Tonight we were singing bubble bath do 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 bubble bath do do. So this
0: is probably only gonna be interesting to parents out there, but is anybody else so sick of this song the first time i heard it i was like yeah this is okay this is pretty catchy we listen to it maybe 15 or 20 times a day now and our son caleb loves to dance to it which is really cute but man that song gets annoying do you agree
1: yeah so josh sent me this buzzfeed article today
0: we'll we'll link it in the show notes while we were
1: at work so i got it in my email and it was like me trying to be productive my brain baby shark doo doo. it was like all these like jokes about Parents yeah, it was all these memes. Being so haunted by this song.
0: If you're not a parent and you haven't heard it, it's worth looking up. But if you are a parent and you've just heard say,
1: it. Just say, hey, Google, or Alexa, play Baby Shark on Spotify, and your life will be changed.
0: Baby Shark by Pink Fong from Spotify. Alexa, stop. <laughs> oh my gosh, our, Ale- our Amazon Alexa tried to play that based on what Maureen just said. Okay, let's jump into the snack bag for this week just a couple things we wanted to point out
1: okay the first is an article that josh found well let's be honest you guys they're all articles that josh found but i have really loved this first one so it's an article that he found on liam neeson and how he (laughs) he has a new movie coming out um
0: okay first let's set the scene because liam neeson took like a career turn maybe like 10 years ago where he started taken yeah with Taken, with taken he started to be like this action hero And it seems like most, if not all, of the movies he does now as like a 65-year-old man. Some, like
1: his daughter or someone in his family gets kidnapped and he has to like avenge them on a plane.
0: Right. Maureen, please, please just read the description of his new movie that is called Hard Powder.
1: Okay. This will be a dramatic reading from the Entertainment Weekly article. And you guys, this is the funniest article I've ever read. We are going to link to it in the show notes. Okay.
0: Uh, Keep in mind, this is a real movie that is really being made.
1: Here is the description. It is Deadline's description of Hard Powder. In the movie directed by Hans Petter Moland, Neeson plays Nels Coxman, a local snowplow operator recently named Citizen of the Year of his small Colorado ski town for keeping the roads open through the winter. Nels' quiet life with his wife, Laura Dern, abruptly spins out of control when their son is unjustly murdered by a local drug cartel. Taking the law into his own hands with only the tools of an outdoorsman and snowplow driver, Nels sets out to find those responsible, but inadvertently ignites a gang war that threatens to engulf the town. Unless he <laughs> ends it first. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the next paragraph of this article is also, this is going to be oh quoting, but like, I, I was just laughing so hard. Nels Coxman! Exclamation point. Local snowplow operator! Exclamation point. Citizen of the year! You got the idea. Laura Dern! Local drug cartels in small Colorado ski towns, taking the law into his own hands with only the tools of an outdoorsman and snowplow driver? Talk about a million ways to get me to see the movie.
0: (laughs) This has to be the most ridiculous description for a movie I'm pretty sure they want you to take seriously that I have ever heard.
1: It sounds... Amazing. I
0: think the thing that really got me about the description was the fact that he ignites a drug war.
1: In small town Colorado. Yeah. Also, <laughs> with only the tools of an outdoorsman and, and a, a snowplow, snowplow driver, plow. what are those tools? <laughs> like a hatchet and like a screwdriver?
0: Maybe. he. Well, he definitely has a snowplow. Which has Is a that top, a tool? Which has a top speed of probably 17 miles an hour. Great.
1: I'm picturing him like driving a snowplow and like
0: shooting a bow a and
1: arrow at people. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> The best thing about it is the rest of the article, they give suggestions for other movies that he should make on other modes of transportation. Did you read the whole thing? Yeah, so It's so hilarious. So
0: that is totally true. The rest of the article talks about like other ridiculous movies that he could be making, including movies set on a bus, a the bird scooter, a party bike, parade float. These are really funny and those are all totally made up, but you know, after reading the description of hard powder, not out of the realm of possibility. So we'll keep you posted as we hear more about hard powder. But man, that description is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard.
1: Solid gold is what it is.
0: Let's jump to our next snack bag topic. This is a quick one, but I saw this article in Variety that Meryl Streep is selling her $24 million New York penthouse apartment.
1: Okay, two things right off the bat here, you guys. Number one, she bought this condo. In 2006, for around $10 million, and it has appreciated to
0: $26.24
1: and a half. $24.5 million. That's obscene. Way to go, Mayor Mayor. Just making more and more buckets of money. Number two, this is the most beautiful house I have ever seen. And I hated living in New York City. This is like the most beautiful oasis. It's four bedrooms, each bedroom has its own bathroom, and there's a powder room. There are five bathrooms it like it like is almost four thousand square feet i just i just can't with this it's like it's they have pictures of the whole thing and i just feel like that is what heaven must look like
0: yeah if you've ever been in new york city it is like the dirtiest city i think maybe in the world would you agree
1: i don't think we can make that claim because i think there's probably some like it has got major to be major cities in China okay. that might be, it like, has have got less to be air the air quality. It has got like, to be the
0: dirtiest city in the United States. I'm gonna Google in, in that. terms of trash.
1: Guys, I just did some Googling and according to a February 2018 article in apartment therapy, New York is in fact the dirtiest city in America.
0: Knew it. I knew it. Anyway, Meryl Streep is selling her beautiful penthouse apartment in New York. If I had $24 million. Well, I probably wouldn't buy this place, but uh, it does look amazing. I mean, the fact that she's going to make 14... you wouldn't
1: buy that beautiful place. What would you buy with twenty four million? I would buy a
0: bigger house, not in New York City.
1: Respect. Okay.
0: But the fact that she's making fourteen million dollars in profit—that is incredible. I know. I know that makes Maureen proud.
1: Very proud of you, Mayor Bear.
0: All right. Our next snack bag topic. This one is particularly near and dear to my heart. Uh, I saw this article circulating yesterday we're recording on wednesday august 22nd i saw this first pop up yesterday on the 21st apparently there is going to be a veronica mars revival at hulu
1: with josh's favorite Kristen Kristen bell Bell. making an appearance
0: maureen did you ever watch veronica mars
1: you had me watch the movie with you
0: oh yes so we saw the movie that was a kickstarter funded movie that was pretty exciting i was a backer on kickstarter and we got to see the movie but I'm really excited for a series. If you haven't seen the show, the first two seasons are really great. Um, they sort of have like this long mystery they cover throughout the entire season, but they're also little things that that she uh, solves during each episode. Um, so I'm excited for for a show of this again. So I don't know if it's going to be any good. It sounds like the creator, Rob Thomas, is coming back, not the singer from Matchbox 20. And Kristen Bell's coming back, and I think that's kind of all you need, so we'll see. Hopefully, it's good when it comes out.
1: Yeah, I can't wait to watch.
0: My last snack bag topic that I put on the list today, for those of you following uh, James Bond, we were supposed to get a James Bond movie next year in 2019, supposed to be the 25th James Bond movie. Looks like that might not happen anymore because the director who was attached to the film, Danny Boyle, who directed... Slumdog Millionaire and Train Spotting, and he directed 127 Hours. Uh, a director I really like, he has apparently stepped away from the project due to quote creative differences, unquote. Yikes. What do you think that means, Maureen?
1: I think it probably means he wanted to like elevate the James Bond brand or like do, knowing like the other types of films he's done, where he wanted to maybe make it a little bit more serious and a little less action y. And probably and they, in his style. They were probably like, listen, clown, it's James Bond. If it ain't broke don't fix it.
0: <laughs> yeah, so uh so I'm a little bummed about that. There was also this news that came out that Idris Elba who'd been he's been tied to James Bond for years and years and years like is is he ever going to be James Bond? He seems like he could be the perfect James Bond. Is he going to play this part? He finally came out today and said, no, I'm not playing this part now, which is kind of a bummer. It seems like Daniel Craig is still attached to be James Bond for the fifth time. Although he said after the last film that he really hates playing the part. So I don't really get that. But hey, money talks. Why is
1: everyone hating on James Bond?
0: I don't know. I think that it's a franchise that just needs some reinvention.
1: You know what they need?
0: They need Tom Cruise. They need Tom
1: Cruise. <laughs> dun, 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 oh, dun, my gosh. Dun, dun, dun. If we
0: had a crossover event, What's James the Bond James Bond
1: theme song?
0: <laughs> <laughs> if we had a crossover event with James Bond, let me just stop for a second. Tom
1: Cruise is James Bond.
0: Let me just go back for a second. My little uh, singing of the James Bond theme was abysmal. <laughs> so I apologize to everybody who had to listen to that. <laughs> Look up the theme music to James Bond. Uh, it's much better than I just did. I think the James Bond franchise just in need of a re- revitalization. And I thought Danny Boyle would be a good choice to do that. So we'll see who they tap as a director and see if the next film's any good.
1: All right, Josh. So let's jump into our marquee topic. It's all about the ladies this week.
0: All right, Maureen. Let's jump into our marquee topic this week, all about the ladies.
1: I just said that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to say it as well.
1: So last week we talked about leading men in Hollywood, and this week we're talking about leading women. And so we have a list, a quite a long list of uh, women to talk about who are making waves in Hollywood.
0: I did leave two people off of the list who could probably easily be included, but it feels like they've been around for so long and been in so many movies that I didn't include them in this new wave of female movie stars. But they certainly could be included. We just won't be talking about them in depth today. Those That is Scarlett Johansson and Jennifer Lawrence. It just feels like they've been around forever.
1: Yeah, they're much more established.
0: Yeah. So this list of of actresses, I'm going to read off the list and just give you a quick... Uh, overview of what they've done or some of their most famous work so the first on the list is Saoirse Ronan and uh, she was in Lady Bird she was in Brooklyn she's a three-time Academy Award nominee next on the list is Brie Larson who is uh, in the film Room she won an Academy Award for that she's also going to be Captain Marvel so she's going to be part of the Marvel Universe starting in February then we have Gal Gadot who was Wonder Woman last year Shailene Woodley, who is in, who's been in a lot of uh, indie films, uh, and she was also in The Divergent Films as the lead there. Um, Zendaya, who is a singer primarily, but she was in The Greatest Showman last year, and she did really well in that. Haley Steinfeld, who was an Academy Award nominee at age 13 for True Grit, and now she's not only a, an actress, but she's also a singer. She's been in the Pitch Perfect movies and several others. We have Margot Robbie, Academy Award nominee last year for I, Tanya. She got her start in The Wolf of Wall Street and has just been doing a ton since then. Emma Watson, who also might not be a great fit for this list, but she's still pretty young, and obviously she got her start doing Harry Potter, but she's since branched off doing much more than that. Emilia Clarke, who is probably most famous for Game of Thrones for playing Daenerys, but she's also done several film roles now too, and I assume once Game of Thrones ends, she'll be well on her way to film uh, after that. We also have Emma Stone, who's a two-time Academy Award nominee. She won for lead actress for La La Land, uh, and she's been in a ton of other stuff. Uh, Zoe Kravitz, who is in um, Mad Max Fury Road, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, and also had a pretty big part in Big Little Lies, the HBO miniseries. Tessa Thompson, who uh, was in... Uh, Thor Ragnarok and is also in Westworld. She's also done a lot more. And then Zazie Beetz, who was uh, one of the people in Deadpool 2 and also is in the TV show Atlanta, which is critically acclaimed. So, Maureen, this is our list of uh, potential leading women in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. So, who of this group, in your opinion, has the biggest upside?
1: So, I think... We've got a list of, like, crazy talented women here, and it's really nice to see so many – so many women who can play so many diverse parts. Um, I think a lot of them have had really, like, meaty roles to sink their teeth into for women, and I think that's really great to see. Hmm. Hum, 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 hum. So I think a couple things. So for me, like, as, you know, you would put this list together and I was reading it and contributing and giving my thoughts, like, I – for some reason, I think of Emma Stone as, like, a little bit, m- like, more comedic and a little bit less of, a, like, a serious actress. Like, I keep thinking, like, okay, is this person Meryl Streep? And I don't know that I think of Emma Stone that way. But that being said, she just won an Academy Award. So she's certainly, like, on par and has the chops. I, I don't know, though.
0: Maureen, is there another Meryl Streep?
1: Well, and that was my other question. And then I was thinking to myself, okay, well, what does that mean? So let's, let's look at Meryl for a second. And I totally agree. I think we should do one marquee topic one week deep dive on Tom Hanks, and one, and about, one about Meryl, Meryl Streep. Yeah, has Meryl ever done TV? I don't really think so.
0: Well, she's going to be in Big Little Lies season two. Oh,
1: so that yeah, may she's be... coming to
0: HBO. But but obviously, she got her start in film, and she's been nominated for twenty one Academy Awards. That's incredible. Yeah, I I don't know. I of this list, you know, for me. I think that the closest we're going to get to another Meryl Streep, this might be a hot take, Maureen, is Sersha Ronan. I was going
1: to say Sersha too. And she
0: has three Academy Award nominations already, and she has been in such different movies. Right.
1: Her, the diversity of her roles. And she hasn't done the, like... I don't want to call it a sellout because I really like these movies, but, like, the... Like, okay, I'm going to be a superhero now. Or, okay, I'm going to be in this like slapsticky comedy. That's not to say that she couldn't, and that's not to say by doing something like that you take yourself out of the running. I yeah, mean, because, Meryl has done some yeah goofier things, but... Yeah, but I mean,
0: in, and Jennifer Lawrence is an Academy Award winner, and she was in The Hunger Games. So right? I think there's room for both, but of these...
1: I guess I just don't think of Meryl like that. And so if I'm trying to think of someone who's going to be like Meryl...
0: We can dive deeper into this when we do our Meryl conversation, but if Meryl Streep was, you know, in her twenties or thirties right now, would she be leading a franchise? What do you think?
1: Maybe, yeah. Probably. Would
0: she be Katniss Everdeen or would she be uh Captain Marvel?
1: I don't I mean, I don't know.
0: Yeah, I don't know either. But of this list, I think that the I think the person who has the biggest upside uh might be different than the person I think who's gonna be most like Meryl Streep. I think Sergio Ronan is probably the closest we're going to get to another Meryl Streep, at least the way her career is tracking now. So if she continues her track record, then I think she could be... She could certainly be someone like a Kate Winslet. You could see her like take going yeah. down that route. Yeah. Um, but I think the person who probably has the biggest upside, like the person who has the the most room to grow into a superstar career, is probably I someone like... I know what you're going to say. Who do you think I'm gonna say? I think
1: you're gonna say Amelia Clark.
0: No, I wasn't gonna say Amelia Clark. Actually, I was gonna say Margot Robbie.
1: Interesting. Why?
0: Well, I th- I just think that she has proven herself in indie films. Like I, Tanya was a small film, and she really like dove into that role and delivered. I mean, she was really good in that film. She, but she also is capable of big budget stuff. She's playing Harley Quinn in the DC universe. Like in Suicide Squad, she's gonna get her own film there. And she just seems capable of inhabiting these characters in a way that just makes me think that she is going to blow up and and maybe be one of the biggest stars on this list.
1: Yeah, I think you're right that she can. She proved with Itania her versatility because we know she can play like in the blockbuster movies. We know she can p- play the pretty girl because she's gorgeous. Which she did and in she, Wolf of Wall Street. Right. Yeah. So we know she's got that that shtick. But I think she proved like, no, I've got a real acting chops, and I'm here to be known
0: I'm gonna be interested she is co-starring in a film with Sersha Ronan coming out this year called Mary Queen of Scots and I think that'll be really interesting to see them and they actually only have one scene together in the whole movie but I think it'll be cool to see them in the same movie
1: I'm also really interested in Brie Larson I think after her performance in Room which was really moving and obviously she won the Academy Award for that and now she's going into more of like a mainstream like Marvel Universe kind of thing um but I also think she's really good. Yeah, she and is so a good And so I think actress. she could do a lot of different things. I hope some good roles come her way.
0: Yeah. Who on this list are you sort of not feeling as much? Mm, Let me give Emma you Emma Watson. Yeah, because, I was going to say that oh, too. oh
1: my gosh, Beauty and the Beast, no, 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 don't sing ever again.
0: I was going to say Emma Watson too. And I think that it's it's a little unfair because she got her start so... That was so, mean. I'm sorry,
1: Emma Watson. I
0: just... It's okay. I doubt... I'm, I (laughs) doubt she's listening. Hey, Emma, if you are listening, why don't you sponsor our podcast? That'd be cool. thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, if you are. I just feel like she has never been an, an amazing actress. I certainly think she's gotten a lot of opportunity. And she sort of grew up in the spotlight having started Harry Potter when she was 10. And then doing that until she was, you know, in her early 20s or whatever it was. But I just don't see her as like an amazing actress. She was in one of the worst movies Maureen and I have ever watched called The Circle. Which is so bad. It's not even it's not even so bad. It's good. It's just I so think bad. We've talked
1: about it before on the podcast.
0: I don't know if we've talked about it. either way, it's terrible and she's not good in it. But someone said to me about Emma Watson, what do you think of her and the perks of being a wallflower? Which we also watched, which is a pretty fine movie, but I I'm so bothered by her American accent. That it's yeah, just distracting. She's, she's
1: just not a super great actress. I don't think she's untalented, but I don't think she's on par with the other women we have on this list.
0: Yeah. Um, I also am really curious to see what um, Zazie Beetz does uh, because I Maureen hasn't seen Deadpool too. She's not really into that um, that kind of film. But I saw it, and she was really funny in it, and she was really strong in the film. So I'd be curious to see what she does moving forward as well. Anything else on this uh, before we move on, Maureen?
1: No, I'm excited.
0: Excited for what? I'm
1: excited for women having like good meaty roles. I'm excited for like a lot of opportunity. That to me is awesome.
0: Um, Yeah, we'll be interested to see who of this list takes off and who does not.
1: All right, so Josh, what's your teaser for the week?
0: So my teaser for this week is a little unconventional when it comes to teasers. It's not a movie, it's not music, it's not a book, it's not a TV show. What
1: is it, Josh?
0: It is actually a board game What? called Ticket to Ride.
1: You've got a ticket to ride.
0: There she goes, ladies and gents, singing that copyrighted music. All right, so the reason I bring this up is because we were on vacation last week, and uh, we, we own this game. We don't play it very much, but we brought it and played it with Maureen's brother and sister-in-law while we were on the trip, and it's a really fun board game. It's like a little bit more in-depth than your basic board game, like Monopoly or something like that. The game was created by this guy named Alan R. Moon. <laughs> How great of a name is that? His last name is Moon.
1: Alan R. Moon, thank you for creating such a delightful board game. It
0: just feels like this guy should be creating board games, so I'm glad he did. So the basic gist of the game is the original version was a map of America. The version that we have is a map of uh, turn of the 20th century Europe. And the goal of the game is to build train tracks along and... uh, and basically complete routes between different cities. Um, so that's at, that's what it is at its simplest. And if you are a fan of board games and you're not into this game, uh, you really should be. It's super fun. It's great in a group of people. And it's pretty fast-paced, or it can be um, you know, played within an hour. So I have to give a shout-out to uh, our friend Anna, who gave us this game uh, for our wedding a couple years ago. And uh, if you haven't played it, check it out. It's called Ticket to Ride. Maureen, what is your teaser this week?
1: Um, my teaser, wait, first before I tell you my teaser, I just have to say when we were playing this board game with my fam, Josh and I thought we were like pretty good at it and we were both like competing for each other and like we got crushed we
0: got crushed i
1: was in last place no no, no.
0: i was in last place <laughs> i oh, got i didn't even slammed. complete
1: one of my routes because you blocked me with your trains anyway we got slammed and we got schooled so we now have new tactics for next time we play but it was really fun to play with with my family who like approached the game in a totally different way so it's a really it's less stressful than monopoly like don't think of it as like a stressful game it's yeah, really not fun. stressful at all All right, so my teaser for this week is a documentary that Josh and I recently watched on Robin Williams, and it's really well done. Um, I really like him as an actor and was really saddened by his suicide, and this documentary, they've basically interviewed people who know him, but they've also used clips – from interviews that he's he did throughout his life so it's like almost like he's narrating it himself and it's currently on hbo so
0: yeah it's an hbo original documentary called robin williams come inside my mind
1: yeah it was really good so check that out
0: okay uh that'll do it for this week thanks for listening you can leave us feedback comments or questions on each episode by going to vernacularpodcast.com slash podcast we would love to hear from you and would especially love to hear what you want to hear about on the show You can also reach us by emailing thepopcast at vernacularpodcast.com.
1: Please also subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. We put out a new one every Friday. And if it's not too much trouble, please drop us a rating or a review. It helps other people find our show. We'll be back next week, as always, sitting cross-legged on our bedroom floor with a brand new episode. All right. Thanks, everybody. Have a great week.
0: Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye.
1: Okay, I don't know if this is a real website, but it's on Quora and it came up when I typed in what is the dirtiest city in the world on Google. Uh, Apparently, Beijing is number two, Jakarta in Indonesia is one. Other dirt, they talk about London. This can't be a real website.
0: Let's just move on from the dirty city. I'm
1: really curious.
0: I'm probably going to cut this trash conversation out. (laughs)